0: Welcome to another fantastic episode and stream of uh, By the Railside movie review. Um, with us today uh, is myself Zach, um, and if you actually watch us on stream or YouTube, uh, I've got the cam set up so you can see what I look like, and we're gonna keep the other ones in the dark because uh, they are spooky
1: for sure. <laughs>
0: um we have jordan uh-huh and we've got jeff
2: that would allegedly be me
0: uh jeff's gonna sound a little different this week because um because his... discord
2: hates my microphone yeah <laughs> uh
0: this week we continue on with our wonderful marvel review uh of the mcu and this week we got captain marvel Uh, One of the probably most powerful superheroes in the MCU and possibly Marvel Comics. Um, It was one of Marvel Studios' first female-led superhero movie. And I think it did pretty good. Uh, But before we get into all the actual reviews, don't forget to follow us on Twitch. uh, Twitch.tv slash ByTheRailSide. uh, Instagram, ByTheRailSide. And... Twitter, at ByRailSide, to catch any news or anything like that. Uh, We're also going to try and start uh, posting on TikTok and stuff, see if that will go anywhere. Probably
1: not. (laughs) Whip!
0: Yeah, and Jordan Will Nene, if we get two likes.
1: Subscribe to my OnlyFans for the, the whips.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm subscribing.
1: 100%. How much? 50 a month. I'm I'll do it for to, one whip. I'm trying. I'm trying to make it big. Like, I don't know, someone who made it big on OnlyFans. <laughs> like
0: Bella amaranth. Thor. Oh yeah, amaranth. You'll be the. You'll be the male amaranth.
2: She make like a million in a month. Got the same yeah. size titties.
1: Or that uh, Belle Delphine.
0: <laughs> you can sell your bathwater.
1: I like to drink my own bathwater. I'm hoarding it. That's gross. That for, is... a, Did you know? for a $100 tip, you can fight me for a gallon.
2: <laughs> Did you know that babies in the womb basically drink their bathwater for sustenance? Do Let's...
1: they drink it, or do they just absorb mm-hmm. it? Both.
2: And that's the same bathwater that they shit in. The more you know.
1: Do they do shit it, though? I, like, so... I know the anus is like the first thing to form.
2: I'm pretty sure they shit it.
1: So basically, what you're
0: saying is everyone, at one point in their life, has eaten shit.
1: Yeah.
2: Anywhere from uh, not everyone, anywhere from 12 to 20 percent of babies poop in the womb.
1: I was not a part of that uh, 12 to 20 percent because that's gross. <laughs> it's like it's that's like shitting in the shower. I will not do it. I will not waffle stomp it down. I'm not just, waffle stomp. Not in my fucking shower. <laughs>
0: all right now since uh, we've uh thoroughly been grossed out for this review we have to do our uh our predictions of, no. of what jeff
1: is jordan going... has
0: to tell they are the other movie oh yeah oh yeah George, on, tell us about the movie
1: you forget how the podcast works because i'm not yeah. sitting
0: beside you it's it's weird it throws off the whole vibe Quit looking
1: over there that's weird
0: i have to uh, look over there
1: okay After crashing an experimental aircraft, Air Force pilot Carol Danvers is discovered by the Kree and trained as a member of the elite Starforce military under the command of her mentor, Yon-Rogg. Sick name. Six years later, after escaping to Earth while under attack by the Skrulls, Danvers begins to discover there's more to her past. With help from S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Nick Fury, they set out to unravel the truth. The
2: truth.
1: Yeah, the big truth, which is God isn't real. He's not? He is a
2: supreme intelligence.
1: He's just an AI. Now,
2: this has nothing to do with like how I rated the movie, but I wrote it down. The names of the Kree outside of um, hers, which was theirs or whatever, they all had two syllables. They were Solar, Atlas, Minerva, Marvel, and Yonrog. Why were four of those just like names, like regular ass names or words, and then Yon Rog? is? Does that have a significance, or is that just like a random note I picked up on?
0: Um, I think this might have been a random note. Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, that. Sorry, go ahead.
0: I don't think it's a. Uh, um, like, supposed to be like that. I, I guess it does have. A, like, everything else is pretty divided up, but.
2: Yeah, that was, like, one of the twists of the movie, spoilers are starting now for anyone who hasn't seen it, is that she's not actually a Kree, she's just a human. And while the reasoning behind why I thought that was incorrect, uh, I figured that from the beginning because of the name thing, right? Like, they all had two syllables in their name, and that she was just theirs. There was no, like, other syllable. So I was like, is she actually one of them, or is she something else, so... I called the, like, twist thing, but not for the right reason.
1: <laughs> it's actually a really weird way or, to get to, like, the twist of the movie. Like, she doesn't have the same amount of syllables in her name. She must be different. She's whole <laughs> I went for, like, the way that she looked, which... That's racist? Like, it's racist, yeah. It's literally racist. But think about this. There... there uh, some of them have blue skin, which is like, okay, huge identifier. But then, uh, Jan Rog just had like different colored eyes. Hers were just like normal human colors.
2: Yeah. And the. The blue, that's definitely a good point, but, uh, like, the blue, some of them being blue skin, some of them being white skin, that's really no different than, like, some of us being black, some of us being white, some of us have different color eyes, right? So, I really didn't think about that. It, it definitely was 100% just the syllables in the name that tipped me off to it.
1: I don't know, and I, well, because I, I, like, I saw the blue people, and I'm like, okay, so maybe there's, like, other primary colors. Wait, blue's not a primary color. Yeah, it is. Okay, I am smart. Never mind. <laughs> Dude, like, yeah, because I figured it would go along those lines. Because colors. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've decided I'm not gonna go farther with this because I think I'm gonna sound extremely racist.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: good. It's, it's always good to be safe. <sighs> man, I wish I had this foresight during the fucking happy feet podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
2: What'd you think, Zach? Did you get tipped off that she wasn't an alien and why was it the skin color? Was it the name? Was it the fact that you had read the car? Um, yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, it, it definitely, they did a, a great job, um, sort of concealing it, especially when you first get into the, uh, um, like, the beginning part of the movie where she's having that dream, and it shows that uh, she has that, uh, like, it's, like, blue blood on her nose, so you're just like, oh, shit. Um, So, that did a a good job concealing it. Now, because I was already aware of, sort of, like, the backstory and stuff like that, um, when it came to um, uh, the character in the movie, um, I... I already knew that she was going to be a human. I just didn't know how she ended up getting her powers. And then later on in the movie, you also find out that um, some of her strength and stuff like that isn't exactly from um, the engine blowing up. It's it's also because there was a blood transfusion, and so she does have Kree blood in her. That helps out with that, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the name thing... Never clued into me at all, but that was just because I knew the characters a little bit more going into the the movie.
2: Yeah. Now, in her memories, uh, she was like laying on the ground, and the mentor, uh, what's her name, Marvel? Marvel. Uh, Marvel. Yeah, Uh, was like standing up. And then she went to shoot something, and the guy came out, and it was a, a um, uh, not a Cree, but a scum or whatever they're called. Scrawl, scrawl,
1: <laughs> you're scum.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, now was that just? Do you think that was just like them brainwashing, or do you think she had her memory tampered with, or she was just like trying to fill in the blanks herself on something she had no idea what was happening?
1: Uh, uh, no, they they go into it. I think the uh, the supreme intelligence um, fucked with her memory. Um, the way I I saw it was actually in the beginning, like the very first scene, the scroll sort of looks like it's being generated, like it, it doesn't look um, real. It looks like a like sh- shitty um, computer graphics. Uh, so that's what, like, got me a little bit. And then once she's in, like, talking to the the, the Supreme AI, um, it shows, like, the flashback again, but it's crystal clear.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I, I probably didn't notice the the generated part because uh, it was, like, a flashback hazy memory, and I thought maybe it was just, like, her
1: her memory, and it was just, like, sketchy graphics
2: or something like that. Like, I, I didn't think too much into it, but, yeah, that could be.
1: Well, yeah. The only reason I noticed it was because, uh, like, the difference um, between like her her having her dream and then the, the Supreme AI, which was I was assuming just uh, taking her uh, an extraction from her memory and showing it on on screen because, like, that was just like the AI's plane of existence, right? It was a, a computer, pretty much.
0: Yeah, and also the fact that, like, for the most parts. Um... Thank you for the sub, Marissa, by the way. Um, for the most part, we never, like, the, the way memories work in general is you're never actually remembering that moment. You're just mm-hmm. remembering the last time you remembered it. So yeah. it, over a period of, uh, she was with them for uh, six years. So over that time period, it could have easily been put in, like, hey, um, no, that's that was a scroll that attacked. Um, like, scrolls are bad, scrolls are bad, scrolls are bad. And so just in her mind, obviously someone, um, that would shoot her down or or be this bad person in the memory is going to be that Skrull since obviously these things are so evil. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, that, that's definitely the way I lean to, um, now Jordan said something I, 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 didn't know because I don't know much of the lore about it. Are the, um, is the Supreme Intelligence an
0: AI? Yes, I believe so.
2: Yeah, okay. I, I, I saw them, like, get, quote-unquote, hooked up by those, like, weird tentacle things, but I thought maybe that was, I don't even know what I thought. Maybe it was just, like, appendages from the supreme being or whatever the fuck it was. Like, I, I know absolutely nothing about what that thing was, just that they worship it for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, it's the it's the leader of the Cree.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Um, the only reason I knew it was an AI, I think it said it on screen uh, when it came up, and I don't know if we had our subtitles on or not.
2: It came up on screen.
1: Yeah, when they oh. uh, the first time she went to actually like go meet it, I'm assuming to get cleared for uh, her first mission. Um, the also, the other thing that like led me to it was like the the implant in her neck. I instantly <laughs> went to like sci-fi, like that's a link with the AI. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I just took that more as like a, a power
1: limiter, right?
0: Yeah, and then but but the way it was tapped in, just being able to uh, not only control it, so maybe even that put in the uh, the memories and stuff like that to try mm. and control it. But yeah, um, oh yeah, what are you, we uh, we totally skipped over? What Jeff was going to be rating this movie? I actually think he's going to rate it a little high. I'm going to go with a five.
2: What do you think, Jordan?
1: Uh, Well, you know me, and I know Jeff, and Jeff hates women. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: (laughs) That is uh, only partially true.
1: (laughs) Okay, let me rephrase that. uh, Jeff prefers boys. Uh, And this this movie didn't have too many, although it did have the the green boys who could turn into any boys, so that might make him happy. Uh, So I think he's going to go with... a. I think it's gonna go with a, a shocking five and a half to a six. Yeah, yeah. It uh, yeah.
0: it didn't even have like it's no real love story in it. It's actually pretty, um, not even like action heavy. But the the development of the character sort of fits. You you get him in a crisis. Yeah, definitely the five five to six range for sure. I, I, there
2: definitely was not a superfluous love story in this one.
0: Yeah. Which is weird. What do, you mean? do you do you find that are... in like in like female-led movies where there's just not like female-led action movies, I should say, because female-led um, romance movies obviously you got the romance.
1: Unlike like any uh, actor-led romance movie has the romance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but mostly that's where you find like, or before up until the big movements recently, but mostly the uh, um, female-led movies were like the romance genre or romantic comedy genres. There was very few action female stars.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I was just thinking like (laughs) a romance movie with no romance, like directed by Michael Bay within like five minutes. Because it still has to be like romance related. So my family was blown up. While they were fucking, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and now I want revenge.
1: I'm gonna wait till the man that blew up my my mom and dad wait till he's get down with his lady, and then I'm gonna blow them up. Well, what you wow,
2: wow. All
0: right. Uh, well, uh, let's let's hear let's hear what Jeff thinks. Jeff, what do you think?
2: Uh, this is another question. Um. No. Was this the first one that was released after Stan Lee died?
0: Uh, yes, this is this. Yeah. In this movie was um, the last cameo that they filmed with Stan Lee. Um, now his lines in the movie where he's actually like saying that he's reading the Mall Rat script, um, which he starred in, written by Kevin Smith. Um, though the the lines that you actually hear are pieces of uh like clips from mall itself because he was uh, it was just so weak him talking throughout the thing so they asked uh kevin feige called kevin smith and asked him if he could find any of these clips so that they can have it in there to be a more stronger voice but yeah this was the uh the last cameo before uh before his passing
2: yeah, I thought it was because uh not because of the voice or anything. I didn't notice anything like that, but the um um the opening was very very him heavy. Whereas he's obviously involved in Marvel obviously, but uh they weren't usually that heavy-handed with putting him in the intros, right? Whereas this one he was fucking everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was it was strictly that it was just because it was his last uh last mm-hmm. movie appearance
2: yeah that sucks uh did uh did um they like did he want to do the cameo still because like at the end obviously you you want a hundred percent no but to be like so weak that you can't even talk and they're still like we need you to sit on this bus and hold this fucking paper because
0: we want you in the movie.
2: Yeah, seems kind of sketchy.
0: No, he—that was all him. He absolutely loved his cameos in every single one of the Marvel movies, even Mm -hmm. like previous, not even Marvel Cinematic. Like he, you can see him. He's got a cameo in, in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's, the Fox X-Men universe, Deadpool, like like everything like that. He lived for like those cameos and and being able to do that, he absolutely was thrilled every single time he got to do it. It was never a forceful thing on Marvel's part and if anything they probably would have been like, hey like if you want we can we can adjust stuff and and do this and that and I I really believe that Stan would have just been like, No no, I I can do this. I can push through it, I can do it, no problem.
2: Yeah. Okay, so to the actual movie there's (laughs) um a few things on here generally speaking when i dislike something i write it down when i like it i don't so most of my bullet points i'm going to bring up right now are just things that jumped out at me uh negatively i'll go over the positives that i thought of it too um there's like the the very first thing that popped out at me was the implementation of a classically bad storytelling um, set piece or tool. If you're trying to explain something to the audience, you want it to feel natural, right? And you do that by having an idiot character, an amnesia character, which is fine, or having a foreign character anything like that. One way you don't do it is by explaining things to a character that they already know. Because you're literally just, there's no reason to do that. The character already knows these things. It comes across as unnatural and forced. And that's exactly what they did at the beginning of this movie when they were talking about the grand overlord or the super computer. And it was only a couple lines that really stood out. But it was when she asked, has anyone seen... Uh, ever seen what the grand intelligence or whatever looks like actually looks like, she says. And then he specifically starts to say things like uh, everyone sees their own uh, version. It comes across as someone you look up to or someone you admire or whatnot. And then even he says, but you already know that. So he even says that they're using a technique to tell the, audience something in an incorrect way you know what i mean yeah when they could have completely cut that part out they could have been like oh what do you think the grand intelligence actually looks like and then he would be like oh no one's ever seen it that kind of stuff that's fine that's that could be something she doesn't already know because she's just asking what it actually looks like she doesn't know that and then when she goes in to see the um grand intelligence then reiterate on the fact that oh you're supposed to be someone who i admire someone who i look up to but i don't even know who you are so not only did they tell it to the audience in an incorrect way they then doubled down on the information that they already told the the audience and that whole section right there felt extremely sloppy to me from a storytelling perspective and that there's a whole bunch of little bits and pieces that to me was the biggest thing negative about this movie was from a storytelling perspective it felt sloppy
0: yeah they uh um yeah it's uh definitely from that point of view it, it like you're right it was a bit sloppy storytelling it but i think also because of uh Um, because of the not the complexity of the characters but even the the constant differences and then they always have to try and make it new because realistically every superhero besides the spider man solo ones they all did like they it's it's all origin story based and there's only so many things you can do in an origin story based thing and then so i think the writers just end up falling either into like a. um like, a repetitive thing, and so they, they ends up getting sloppy, but, yeah, it, uh... Um, explaining things to the person even though they already know things is definitely a, uh, a big pain in the ass, because it's like, okay, we, like, luckily with superhero stuff, I don't think too many people notice it that much, but, yeah, it's, uh... I think they had, like, three scripts for this one, actually. Oh, did they? Yeah. There was How like, come? Um... They just tap. They tapped two writers um, in the beginning. Um, each wrote a script, um, doing different takes just on the character itself. And then once it uh, uh, once they started um, towards the filming, then someone else got hired to rewrite the script. So it's uh, once you get too many hands in the pot, you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, so that's probably where the the messiness of everything like
2: that goes into it. Yeah, it could be. Um, there's, uh, uh, a lot of this stuff is uh, a lot less, like, in-your-face kind of stuff. It's a lot more nitpicky, is uh, a lot of this stuff. When she's go-karting, uh, <laughs> the guy speeds up to her, says, you're going too fast, slow down, and then passes her as if she's standing still. Like, if she's going too fast, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Uh, then when they were talking about um, how I'm terrible with names in general and fantasy names, I'm even worse. Um, there was one Kree character that they were trying to save from that planet um, and it ended up being a Skrull. Uh, she said the like code to the guy and he said the code back, which is all fine and dandy. They have an identification system. Then when she was talking to uh, yon Rog. She said that he knew the identification code. He responded with, That's impossible. It's buried deep in his unconscious. If it's buried in his unconscious, how is he supposed to tell you the fucking code when you a- when you ask for it? What the fuck does that even mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it just meant like, they store it in their unconscious mind instead of like their recent memories, because that's all that the uh, scroll can get to is like recent memories. Mm-hmm. So if they figured out a way, because I mean, like they are a super advanced society, so they may have figured out a way to play with the brain, or maybe there's works different. Um, but yeah, I think it just meant like they hide information in an, a part of the brain that the the scroll can't get to
2: well then they need to use a different word other than buried in his unconscious say it's uh stored in his long-term memory and then explain the
1: short-term memory thing or something because
2: buried in his unconscious makes no fucking sense
1: whatsoever yeah uh, maybe it was supposed to be like subconscious or something like that but...
2: subconscious would make a little bit more sense it'd still be a little sketchy but at least that one would be
1: whatever yeah, I just blame it on the Universal translator's not working properly. Yeah, yeah Universal <laughs>
2: Translator, and then couldn't talk to the fucking cat monster? What the hell? If it's oh, Universal, actually... I should be able to talk to cat.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Um, I just had a thought. Maybe it was actually the Universal Translator not translating properly. Because if the Cree have a like a section of their brain that they call whatever that they can like lock away information because uh, Carol Danvers was human, is human. So maybe her brain doesn't work the same way and everything that she's hearing from every Cree has to be translated.
2: Which, again, if that's the case, explain that. I I don't I don't like movies that make you take complete leaps of logic just to explain basic dialogue parts. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, I, I yeah, I get I get that being a, a pet peeve, but Again, that's probably just probably the same thing as like when you when you do like nitpick at the small stuff. Maybe that's just like for uh, what the hell's the word like people who are very into the movies. Either like find um, not not Easter eggs, but like theory craft around how these things could happen instead of it just being like maybe because a lot of things that Marvel does is intentional when it comes to like hidden things and, and they sort of leave it up to um, the viewer to uh, create their own um, explanation for things. So the the way Jordan describes it, it seems pretty like that would explain it other than them just having bad writing.
2: Yeah. Like it it could definitely be up to the audience's interpretation or whatnot, but unless it's like, to me, unless it's a mind-bender movie, it comes across as lazy writing. You know what I mean? Like, if it's a mind-bender movie, a mind-fuck movie, that they want things to be left open to interpretation, like the ending of uh, um... Oh, fuck. What's it? Shutter Island was a good one where it come up the ending of it. They acted like he was an inmate, whereas the whole time he had been acting as he was an investigator kind of thing. And then it's up to you to decide whether he was actually an inmate or actually an investigator kind of thing. That to me is fine because that's the genre of movie in an action mainstream half meant for kids kind of thing that. To me, it just comes across as lazy writing, but I, I again, that could just be a personal thing.
1: Yeah, I think it might be uh, a difference between like someone who's a is a hardcore fan versus someone who's not. Like, because the way I would look at it is like trying to come up with different ideas, like how, why it's that way. Um, but if you're not a fan, you're not going to want to go in depth like that. So you're just it, it's going to be lazy writing. So it could have been they are just like you know what. The hardcore fans are gonna think about it and come up with their own ideas and talk about this online, and the people that don't like it are just gonna be like, that ah, that was fucking dumb."
2: Yeah, could be. Uh, another random point I I had written down is uh, just like a, a lazy physics one. Uh, she, are Cree, like they're obviously stronger, but how strong are they? They're a warrior race but it doesn't really like I don't know how strong are they like they can throw people so are they like Thor kind of strong or are they like Hulk kind of strong I don't really know
0: um, I don't I don't think they'd be that strong so, well Hulk in general has like unlimited strength for the most part <laughs> um, and um, the other ones are they're Thor's a uh, uh, god so I don't I don't think they're like that maybe. Um, like Captain America strong. So just yeah. like superhuman strength type deal. Uh,
2: yeah, the reason I bring it up was because generally speaking, uh your ability to jump is proportional to your ability to run, right? Like uh your it's all leg muscle. In the one scene she was running after the train because the scroll was on it, and the train passed her. It was now ahead of her, it was getting away from her. She then jumped made up the distance between her and the train and landed on the train. Like she had some fucking acceleration from her jump to do that. And again, that's this, that's definitely nitpicky, but that was just like a moment. I laughed because that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got to look into the lore, man. She's got the gold jump on a uh, gold medal uh, on the Cree planet for uh, running long jump.
2: Hell yeah. Uh, this is another one that they didn't explain in the movie and they didn't really have to, Again, this is, is more just me probably looking too closely at it. The scrolls it said um, my note says I don't know much about scroll, but uh, it says they can copy someone down to their DNA, right? Yeah. So they have all the traits of that person. Would that not make them the same physically as the person they became? Because the one guy, the one scroll, became like an old lady with a walker and then started doing like kung fu, jujitsu, flipping around and whatnot. If you become the same as someone down to their DNA, would that not like, would you not have the arthritis that old lady had? Or do they have like an ability to go like halfway kind of thing? Or uh, I, again, that'd be something I would like to be explained instead of just like, well, that's for you to decide. <laughs>
1: I think it's more like they take on the form. They don't take on like the innards and everything like they keep their base. It's basically they change their skin um, and I guess bone structure if necessary to get shorter. Um, and then for the DNA, it's just like if there was like a, a DNA test, you wouldn't be able to tell.
2: Yeah, I, I I don't think I'd have a problem with it at all if it wasn't for the DNA line. The DNA line's what throws me off, because that, like, your DNA just decides things, right? Like, obviously it doesn't decide how strong you are and whatnot, but if it, if you copy a person down to their DNA, I thought you would, like, copy their muscle structure and everything too, but again, it's, it's just me looking too far into little things like that, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I think they might have just said it as, like, because, I mean, like, in in comic books and fantasy movies like if you want to test something to see if it is from this planet you check its dna quote-unquote that's (laughs) what they always say like oh look at these strands of dna it has 23 instead of 22. so they might have said that in, in instead of uh giving an actual explanation like in my mind, I don't know. Does their blood change colors, or does it still like blue blood or green? When blood they dead?
2: die, they transform back and and bleed the purple blood.
1: Yeah. So like, but I want to know if if like if I was like, hey, prove you're a human, cut your fucking arm right now and show me red blood. Would right? they like bleed red? I I don't know
2: because whenever you saw one of them get shot or die or something, they always transformed back before you saw the blood. As far as I know, now he when Fury got in the car accident with the one, it showed after he transformed back and he had the purple blood. But I I don't know if it ever showed one take damage in its changed form and show blood. That would be that would definitely be one way to identify them. Which goes into one of my next points, <laughs> is when, uh, verse bears whatever her name is. Uh, was talking to fury and she's like how i need you to prove you're you and she just starts asking him random questions that has no way of confirming whatsoever and he just like answers them. he could just be saying random shit off the cuff and she's just like you're you that that's it like there was no no question and then he's like okay prove you're a, not a scroll and she shoots plasma and blows up something, and she says, Skrull can't do that. Well, guess what? It turns out Kree can't do that either, and he just takes her word for it. Just like, yep, Skrull can't do that, because the one I've seen didn't do that. Like, that whole interaction scene was just, like, neither of them proved anything to the other one, and they're just like, I'm taking your word for it. Just bonding,
0: you know? Yeah.
2: That whole, a lot of their interaction was just, like, buddy cop comedy, that to me fell on deaf ears did you guys enjoy it
0: um like for the most part i did just like the just the odd interactions um but uh like i enjoyed those kinds of movies as well like the the comedy aspects and and when they added into these ones it it, just to help either cut the tension or or sort of move it along but uh yeah there, there was only a few times where i was just like okay like that this isn't that funny. I I honestly found uh, uh, Talos more funny in his certain moments when he was just mm-hmm. like when he's like pissed off at his science guy. He's just like seriously, you couldn't figure it out. It's in orbit. You you just didn't know that. You couldn't do that. Come on, you're my science guy. Like what do you do?
2: Yeah, I I agree entirely. Sorry, Jordan. Did you say
1: something? Um. Well, I was just gonna say uh, the way I rationalize it is that because she knows that the the scroll can only take uh like the short-term memory so she's trying to get information out of him quickly like if you're not from this planet you couldn't answer where you're from like when uh at the end when that the scroll was taking uh carol's form um and he went like went to go answer the question but he didn't know so he t- he paused and took a second
0: Yeah, so maybe, yeah, maybe just the quickness, like just the boom, 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 answer these questions one after the other super quick instead of having hesitation.
2: Now, maybe they're just shitty at their job, but you'd think people who are trained to infiltrate, not planets and all that because that was just a Cree lie, but trained to infiltrate can literally turn into other people. You'd think they'd be better at coming up with a lie faster, then, wouldn't you? Like, she. You should know she has no way of confirming any of this stuff. She asked you what your first pet's name. Just say fucking Frankie. Like, how's she gonna know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Wait. Yeah. Well. Well, it was. Uh, they did change it when. Uh, oh, what the hell was it? Um, when that other guy was answering, because a lot of the those ones when uh, when. Uh, Yon-Rogg, or Rog was asking the Skrull dude. It was like personal questions, so that's because there was that history there. Mm-hmm. And then, so for Carol to do it to uh, Fury, it was more just like, "Hey, I just need these. As long as I can get these answers as quick as possible, it just seems." So, but yeah, they uh, it the Skrulls in, in the MCU are very, very different from the Skrulls in the actual comic books. Like in the actual books. They are that, uh, um, like, the Infiltrators. Like, the, there's a, a whole subsection of them called, like, the Deviant Skrulls. And they're the ones that are just, like, like they actually take over the place and stuff like that. Which is why I'm interested because this one they're setting up uh, Secret Invasion, which is going to be a Disney Plus TV show, uh, Marvel TV show with Fury and uh, the Skrulls. And the Secret Invasion stuff was, like, Skrulls coming in. Um, and basically taking over by turning into different members of the Avengers. So, it was a little disappointing seeing them like this uh, after reading up on Scrolls and seeing, like, oh shit, like these guys are the actual bad guys. And then all of a sudden, it's just people getting
1: genocided. Well, I mean, it could still go that route, like, because uh, there was at least one uh, high up in Shield. Um, and as for like the the coming up uh, like stuff on top of your head, I think because this is like the, the the people on their last legs. Like these guys are the bumblebees in the universe. They're they're almost gone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they might not all be like the hardcore trained, like military yeah. trained people. They might be able to to change fast. So that might be their experience. Like they have perfect outsides. Like they can take on the shape of a, shape and form of anyone. They never get questioned. So they don't have, uh, like, they've never had the experience, so they don't have the ability to come up with something on the fly.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, guess, I guess all I'm really saying is, if I was either of those characters, I would not have found anything to make me believe the other one. Not
0: <laughs> even his I toast was... comment? <laughs> I don't
2: even remember the toast comment. That was the one where you can't eat it cut or something like that? If it's cut diagonally,
1: he, that's he can't right. eat it yeah um but uh, well at that point they were also i think they were just both using each other because nick fury contacted shield behind her back right mm-hmm. um but uh, he only pussied out because he found out that they were scroll um and she was using him because he could get her information that she would either or well she could get it it would just take a lot more blasting
2: yeah did did she never notice that she was the only Kree to have blast hands like no, she was there for six
1: years. She she was
0: under the impression that they gave her the power. Yeah,
1: she was spiritual.
0: Like mm. that's why whenever she would go in. Oh there, yeah, and they like, what can be given yeah, can be taken away. Yeah, yeah, so and then they always pointed to the thing on her neck, and so she just assumed that that was them giving them powers because the other ones had like their weapons were like pretty technologically advanced. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
2: yeah, they had like weird gravity psychic power gloves and stuff.
1: Yeah. I think that might have been like a, an clips. attempt to copy Carol's powers.
2: Yeah, or, like, synthesize them somehow. Uh, my only other real thing is, again, this, this one's definitely just personal, um, is when I'm looking at a character like this in the MCU that has, like, serious moments and then tries to come off as like funny moments and whatnot i think the king of that in the mcu is obviously robert downey jr he he plays the intelligent witty sarcastic person extremely well and i don't know if it was the writing or the acting or maybe a combination of both i did not buy it from her whatsoever those a lot of those witty kind of moments felt forced and unnatural and the unnaturalness makes me feel more like it's the writing because it almost it almost didn't seem to fit the the timing but also it's it could just be the actor too. I don't know. And again, that could just be a personal thing is I just, I really did not. There was a couple times where, where her, her banter was fine and it felt natural, but a lot of the time I, I did not buy it as natural.
1: I don't know. Um, I do have an idea about that, uh, because the only times it really felt natural, like with her banter was when she was with, uh, uh, what's her name? Maria. Uh, yeah, Maria Rambo, and that's because that's like that's her best friend. So I think that's who she was for so long that when the Kree took her, like you could replace her memories, but you can't change who someone <laughs> is. Um, so she might have been just like doing what she always does, like because she sees uh, basically Yon Rog is the new Rambo, so she's trying to get that that play off him because that's what she's used to. That's how it's been. Uh, but he is uh, a Cree and a humorless shrew.
0: Yeah, he's so fucking um, brutal. Just like no, no, hey, control your emotions. Hey, use your head. Think, think with this, not this, and you'd be, you'll be
1: unstoppable. Yeah, I think the well, I mean, a, a perfect example to show that that's not true is Korath, because. He never shows emotions. I mean, he, he admitted he does sometimes laugh on the inside. Yeah. But he got his ass kicked because she's just straight up grabbed his fucking uh, emerald energy sword. Yeah. Yeah. And the
0: the way, uh, like, I'll, I'll probably lean, uh, just, to, just to go with, with your thought, Jeff, I would lean more towards the writing. Um, just because of the the already issues that you mentioned before, based on the the writing and the and sort of like the laziness, so I think if if that's what you picked up on, I, I'm gonna think it's the the writing. Honestly, like Brie Larson um, has said some questionable odd things um, in the past, but they nailed the um, casting on this. Just like they pretty much nailed the casting on every hero that they have um, in the MCU. I don't think there has been a bad casting for a character
1: yet. I still think that like, there have been better choices. Like All the roles have been fulfilled fantastically, but there have definitely been better choices. Um, the most uh, glaring one was Danny DeVito should have been Killmonger. <laughs> <laughs> you just
0: want Danny DeVito as anything
1: teeny Devito kills the marvel universe (laughs) i
2: i definitely like the um the current hulk better than the one before this
0: yeah yeah they have renorton one but then again like that one it's partially marvel but it was also partially universal um, yeah having too many hands in the pot now the uh um because the one of the better examples is uh tom holland as spider-man Um, So, once we get to the Spider-Man, once he comes in in Civil War, um, now, I don't know if you've seen the the other iterations of Spider-Man, but the, um, so, Tobey Maguire was an unreal Peter Parker, Um, for those of you who don't know what the hell that is peter parker is spider-man that's the 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 person i'm sure you Yo, we just
1: leaking identities yeah
0: (laughs) don't worry just call me J jonah jameson um but yeah he was J
2: jonah jameson uh
0: he was the perfect peter parker uh andrew garfield in the amazing spider-man movies was a fantastic spider-man um but too much too like lean towards like an emo edgelord kind of peter parker um and
1: but was tom cool. what's that I, I he was too cool yeah peter parker's supposed to be like a a, a nerd yeah he, he came across as like a hipster and hipsters are were in yeah uh, soy lattes i don't know um
0: so that, those were both sony and then when marvel came in when they did uh the current spider-man and they got tom holland uh, tom holland Nails it, both Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Yeah. So it just shows, like, when it comes to casting and and them looking for the right fit for a character, um, it it seems that they're doing well. I want to, I will, I am curious how it's going to look with Moon Knight, because Moon Knight is a very big fan favorite that they've wanted for a long, long time. Um, So I'm interested to see how Oscar Isaac does with that And and if he can pull it off Uh, I'll probably, before it comes out Look a little bit more into um, the comics And stuff like that for Moon Knight And same with uh, Blade Um, Mahershal, I think it's Mahershal Ali um, Great actor, fantastic actor But when I think of Blade I'm always going to think of Wesley Snipes and, And the way he handled it So it'll definitely be interesting to see uh, now back to this movie. No, I sorry.
1: I got one more yeah. thing to say. Um, I, I, I think Tom Holland fits the role fucking perfectly. I think they need to change Aunt May. Um, uh, I can't remember the, the actress's name, but uh, she she Versus doesn't look May. old enough. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's... she's she's supposed to be like I don't want to like she's supposed to be fucking elderly, and you're not supposed to want to pipe the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> um now i think like going with someone who who looks uh closer to it maybe like sigourney weaver or uh jamie lee curtis
0: yeah yeah i think jamie lee curtis would have been would have been good i think sigourney weaver's a little too intense for aunt nope. may
1: i think she she can play the role because i would like to see aunt may like take an active role um with spider-man oh. like uh sort of like uh into uh, Spider Verse, yeah. yeah, where she's just like kicking the fuck out of everyone. Yeah, like, like these are super villains, and you're just hitting them with a fucking bat. Yeah. <laughs> Although I would have to, we couldn't have uh Sigourney Weaver because, like I said, you're not supposed to want a pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Call me Sigourney. No,
0: Sigourney. Sigourney will fuck you. It's yeah, and I am looking forward to it. <laughs> um anyways yeah whoa fuck we only got like almost 10 minutes we know we gotta be me and jordan singing this is this is the
1: uh guess what jeff thinks podcast (laughs) Uh, um we just discuss it because if we like i like getting jeff's thoughts because he does tend to write down more negative stuff where we have more positive um so so i think it's good because then we can actually get like a little bit of discourse yeah that's true um, Must we get to tell Jeff how fucking wrong he is? <laughs> Hell yeah!
0: God, I can't wait to tell him how wrong he is on it, Man. Um, do, you,
1: do you need me to meet and fucking make the serum, Jeff? Do it. I'm gonna make inject the juice. Me. I'm gonna inject me with your juice. You gotta make the suit.
0: Okay. <laughs> the juice. Jeff's gotta All learn how
2: I'll wear the suit if you inject me with your juice. <laughs> I
1: don't think sewing would work with this suit. You gotta like weld that shit. <laughs> so,
2: what did you guys think was good about this movie?
0: Um, definitely uh, the casting, uh, the music was fantastic that it just brings you it brought you back to that time period because this one's there was several songs i yeah. recognized it, yeah this was this was a 90s movie um seeing that blockbuster so the settings and stuff like that were were pretty cool um samuel L. jackson's just a badass uh I, and the the whole concept uh, like it, it, it's a, it felt kind of fresh for as like an origin story type thing like knowing that she already had these powers, but then she just figured it was just because of this, and then coming to discover that it was actually an explosion that she is the one that caused because she was trying to save lives. So already before becoming a superhero, she was already trying to be a hero. Um, so a, a little bit different spin on a, on an origin story, I think, than compared to some of the other ones. Um, other than that, like I... I enjoyed this this movie, um, just for for being uh, in the MCU and, and just a, in general a superhero
1: movie. I, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I, I like the subtle nods, um, like a lot of the stuff that I think like Jeff uh, and a lot of people probably would see as lazy writing. I enjoyed because it gave me the option to to sort of think. Um, like, like if I wanted to, well, if I, yeah, if I lost my train of thought in the movie, which does happen quite a bit, it'll just give me the opportunity to think, um, like the little nod at the beginning, uh, like that, I thought it was shitty graphics instead of a scroll. Um, <laughs> I like that the mentor, like, it, it, it just seems suspicious to me in the beginning, like everyone and everything was just like, forget your past, control your emotions, don't think, Listen to us, kill, kill, for the glory of the Kree. Um, uh, so I like that it, she. It definitely came off as like she was coming as she was a prisoner. Um, watching the movie, I think this is only my second time seeing it, so there's a lot of stuff that I missed the first time, um, and just downright forgot. Like uh, during the beginning, uh, actually, it was probably halfway through the movie before the Tesseract is even brought on the screen. I look over to Zach. I was like, it kind of looks like she got her her powers from the Tesseract. Like maybe that's why she can move so fast.
0: Yeah, he did say. Then lo and behold, that's what uh, um, Marvel was was using to in order to probably teleport the remaining scroll
1: away to a safe place. I, I would like to go and look up more of Project Pegasus. Because um, it doesn't really say much about it other than like she was uh, uh, to them, to their knowledge, uh, she was trying to build a light speed engine. Um, but you got to think, like, how fast can she go? Because at the end, I'm assuming, like, when she takes off and she's going to find the, the, the Skrull, their new planet, um, she blasts off while whilst pushing the ship, and they're going, like, I would assume close to light speed. Like, they're fucking booking it. Uh, so how much power could that ship actually like get on its own with the tesseract because that was uh, that what it looked like that was the main power source of that ship
0: yeah i think i think it's a decent amount because uh once we get to uh to end game you see like she's the one that finds
2: um mr tony
0: yeah and and nevia so and because it's just the the slight beacon takes a lot of time to get through space so for her to make it there and then have them back while he's still mostly alive i think uh again it just proves that she is one of the top tier um superheroes and, and just the power and sheer will hell she goes toe to toe with thanos at one point so
1: yeah, she's the only one like able to go toe to toe. I'd say without getting fucked completely. Like Cap and Thor both were bleeding, and she's just like, "No, my fucking mohawk is a little off."
2: Why does she sometimes wear the mohawk and sometimes not in space?
1: It's, it's her suit. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but yeah, but why does she sometimes not wear it well in space? Can she just breathe in space now that she has superpower?
1: I'm yeah. assuming, yeah. That I, I would like to know more about. Because, like, even near the end, when she finally unlocks more of her power, she suddenly doesn't need the spacesuit to have its, like, uh, Zorb shield over her.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she had, like, the, the helmet on and all that kind of stuff, even after she unlocked the power. And then at the very end, she's just like, no, I don't need this anymore. And just doesn't have it on. It seemed weird.
0: Yeah. I think Does her powers, powers are the... What's that? Does she ever eat in this movie? Um, uh, at the end, like when they're when they're all having a, a nice little dinner and, and Talos and his wife are there and.
1: Oh yeah. So. so i was just gonna think like maybe she just doesn't need the things that normal humans need anymore. Like, cause she's got Cree blood in her, and the fucking Tesseract juice. So maybe she just uh, doesn't need oxygen or food or anything anymore. Or she just uses her her energy. And she creates a field around her that allows her to survive.
0: Yeah, because when before when they were still, excuse me, um, uh, controlling her powers, like she had like a little blue, um, film basically over over her. So kind of like how, uh, um, once we get to again further on in the movies, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, when Rocket makes that, uh, um. Gel suit or whatever that goes over Drax and them when they're—it's sort of like that same compound um, to help them breathe in space or so like body mods and shit. But yeah, now the uh, the the moment of truth is when we find out what Jeff actually rated this movie. It's close,
2: but I'd have to give this movie like a four or four and a half the the writing to me just wasn't there the the story itself was fine the origin story the the memories being shady all that kind of stuff that was all fine the uh um <clears throat> there was some part some parts where she probably like should have asked questions like uh when the one um scroll was like um uh, they've manipulated you, or they—they're controlling you, or something like that, or stop allowing them to control you, something like that. It was when uh, she was first fighting them in that ship. She—she she just doesn't ask any questions. She's just like, "No, you're fucking lying," or anything like that. And I know she's been trained her whole life to just hate these things, but like, it—or not her whole life for six years, but. Maybe it's just the person I am, but even if someone tells me something, I tend to question it. Right? You know what I mean? Like, you you don't take everything at face value and you question everything. But again, her character is more just like an emotional hothead kind of thing, so it kind of makes sense. It's just I don't really like her character. I guess is what I'm saying. She's just an emotional hothead that at the end of the end of the movie just becomes a Mary Sue. You know what I mean? And the writing and the actual, like, character interaction. Some of the character interactions were great. Like Zach said, the uh, scroll leader dude, he was good. He had comedic moments. He had, like, he went out of his comfort zone to try and trust them when he found out that they weren't the bad, or she wasn't the bad guy. He, instead of just saying, okay, um whatever we're going to just take this information and run with it we're like okay i'm going to reason with this person because she's like a victim in this too kind of thing he was a good character he changed throughout the film she was just like no i am angry and i'm going that that was her entire character and i didn't really like it so i i'd probably give this movie like a four
1: All right. What about you, Jordan? Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven. Uh, it was it was thoroughly, you know, an eight. I'm giving it an eight. Uh, it was thoroughly enjoyable for me, and it uh, it un- it unraveled a lot of stuff in the MCU. Although it did give me a lot more questions than it did answers. Um, but that's one of the things I like about Marvel movies is that even even if you have questions now, uh, generally later on, it, uh, it'll be explained in a movie or uh, uh, maybe a mini-series that they're putting on Disney Plus now, uh, or it'll just straight-up be online somewhere. Um, uh, and, I, and I really enjoy uh, just, like, the little things, uh, like the eye or how, how Nick Fury uh, actually got his eye injured, which is a, a huge mystery throughout the entirety of the MCU. Uh, he was well, a kitty. Yeah, well, technically it was a... A, a mother Yeah, mother flirtkin. Yeah. Um. I I want to know like where that cat went because apparently Nick was just keeping it as a fucking a pet after after that. Um. I feel like I was gonna say something else, but I can't remember. Yeah, an eight. Oh, I want to say uh, I want everyone here to uh, to look out uh, to see if you can find out what he, uh, Fury was talking about when he said you should see what I can do with a paperclip
0: yeah yeah throughout the entire mcu to see if that is like i don't think he does anything with the paper clip but i can't fully um remember but yeah um i'm i'm gonna go with an eight as well um it was a good it was a solid origin story um definitely had its its writing moments um, and questionable things but Overall, it, it does a lot to help explain things, especially since this came in later on. I think this film came out just before Endgame did, so um, it helps explain a few things in the MCU, like um, Fury's eye and uh, and stuff like that. It was good seeing Coulson back and being his uh, being as a rookie, um, but yeah, a uh, well done in. Uh, uh, for most cases, so an eight for me. So that gives the uh, a movie a solid six point seven uh, rating for us. So we've got seven for Captain America now. Six point seven for uh, um, Captain Marvel. So I guess that works with the uh, um, that seventy is that seventy percent less or thirty percent less than uh, <laughs> than the male roll? <laughs> hey,
1: number boy. Yeah.
2: What what, what had we ruby, given uh, but I just <laughs> Yeah, what what had we given Captain America? A seven. No, that's not thirty percent less. thirty percent less uh from seven would be uh four point nine.
0: Alright. So next week we've got um the very first movie uh, that came out for the MCU, that started it all, took a big risk on Robert Downey Jr., um, and paid off very well for them. Uh, Iron Man, the first Iron Man, is the next movie we're going to watch. Uh, we will be uh, recording and streaming it on Thursday next week as we uh, we are going uh, camping next Saturday so obviously we can't stream while we're at uh, out of camp so uh, you can join us then um, don't forget to subscribe uh, YouTube uh, hey you can come subscribe to us on uh, TV slash bytherailside too um, follow us on all the socials and you can join us in discord as well um, and I think uh, I don't know what else do you guys want to say Uh, save
1: Phil Colson.
0: Yes, save Phil Colson.
1: Phil Colson comes back in the, uh, U- Ma- 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 multiverse of madness?
0: It is possible. He is, uh, I'm pretty sure he's voicing his character again in the Marvel What If series. That'll be streaming, uh, August 12th. On the, or August 11th, one of the two. Put the hashtag everywhere.
2: Hashtag save Colson.
0: All right. Thanks for, uh, thanks for stopping in. And uh, join us. Uh, we'll still be live a little bit later. I don't know what. Uh, we haven't decided what we're going to play. But uh, um, yeah. We'll see you guys uh, next week.
2: Bye-bye. <laughs>